what? Married couples say stupid to each other. Every day you're bound to say something or be told something that is upsetting, hurtful, or straight up rude. So what's the best way to respond? Or what is it best just to let it go? Today, I'll share specific questions you can ask to help you make the best decision when your spouse offends you. Plus, I'll give you conversation starters that get things moving in a useful direction. And I'll show you how you can really let something go so it doesn't fester and infect every interaction with your spouse until you finally explode. Look, in a society where everyone seems to get offended about everything, it's easy to take a screw you attitude and keep on with your day. And for people you may never see again, that might seem fine. But when you're striving to build a strong family with strong children, that doesn't work. Now, there are several types of conflict that can occur in any relationship. Today, we're talking about a specific kind, the kind of conflict where you are upset, but your spouse has no idea. Here's a pro tip. The idea that men walk around clueless while women take offense to everything is as outdated and stupid as bloodletting and lobotomies. Regardless of gender, there will be times where you are the one taking offense and times where you are clueless. Of greater importance is whether or not you know how to respond in either position. You can improve in either role by first discovering what to do when you feel hurt, offended, or irritated by something your spouse has said or done. But before we go any further, let me be clear. There is no exception for abuse of any kind. If you find yourself in an abusive situation, I plead with you and encourage you to seek the help you need to live a life free of abuse and filled with the love you deserve. Now, this conversation relies on the assumption that neither partner engages in abuse and both are simply imperfect human beings trying to create a more perfect union. Now, when offense is taken, you might feel upset later on as you process what happened, or you may feel hurt when you're in the middle of a high heat situation. If the heat is on, the first step is to remove yourself from the immediate situation. You need space to process what's going on and how you want to handle it. Now I get it, this can be hard because we often think instant answers are required and every situation must be resolved immediately. But that's simply not true. Unfortunately, it's how we've been conditioned. From problems being solved in 30 minute sitcoms to instant messaging across the globe. And of course, staring at our cell phones waiting for those notification bells. We have become like Pavlov's dog. Only rather than salivating, our responses range from anxious emotions to absolute avoidance. So understand this now. You are allowed to slow things down, take the space you need to act rather than react to difficult situations. And here are some options of what you might say in these high heat situations. You could say, hey, I need to pause so I can process things properly. Let's come back to this tomorrow or some other specific time frame like after dinner or in 20 minutes. Or you could say, hey, I'm gonna take 10 minutes to gather my thoughts because I might be going in the wrong direction. I'll be back because I do want to get this figured out. Both of these phrases accomplish small but very important goals. First, you are setting a boundary 
you need, whether your partner needs it or not. You're also taking responsibility for your own reactions and you're setting a specific time to finish the conversation so as to eliminate avoidance or abandonment. And here's a pro tip. You must come back to the conversation. Keeping your word builds trust. It also builds a habit that shows your spouse you are in this relationship for good. And even if you come back to talk and discover the situation has resolved itself, the commitment to honor your word helps eliminate doubt and provides a healthy model for addressing conflict in the future. If this is helpful and you want more free content on building a strong marriage and strong children, click subscribe now. Okay. By now, you've either paused the conversation and given yourself needed space, or you already had space and have begun processing the possible offense. So now what? As you begin processing what was said or done that caused you to take offense, the ultimate question is, should I address this with my spouse or let it go? The answer will, with minimal exceptions, be never always, or sometimes. And it primarily depends on your focus and the intent of your heart. If you are looking for justification of your offense or an admission from your spouse of wrongdoing, then let it go. Never seek to have that kind of conversation with your spouse. That kind of intent has turned your marriage into a competition. One where someone wins and the other loses. Where someone is right and the other is wrong. When you seek to communicate offense because justice demands it, you cannot see your spouse as a human being with needs and wants and imperfections. They have become an object in the way of your satisfaction. This perpetuates a cycle of offense that provides no value, no healing, and no helpful outcomes. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't discuss what happened. It means you should never discuss what happened while your heart is in a place seeking justification and victory. If you find yourself in this place, turn the questions inward. Ask yourself things like, what's going on with me that I found this offensive? What is it that I really need right now? And why do I feel I need that? Write down your answers. This helps process your thoughts and move you toward an honest discovery of what you are feeling and thinking. Doing this simple exercise can open the door to a healthier place of communication. Now that's never, so what's always? Well, let's suppose you are taking the space needed to process what has happened. In doing so, you realize you are less concerned about the actual offense and more interested in understanding what's going on beneath the surface. Then chances are your focus and the intent of your heart are on improvement and growth rather than being right. This means you are able to see your spouse as a person with similar needs and wants and that together you can understand what is really going on and what is the best way to move beyond this situation. But for this to be true, you must desire to understand for the sake of understanding, for the sake of support and love. Attempting to understand what your spouse was doing or what else was going on so you can better position yourself for a victory, well, that's pursuing a lie and it ends poorly. But when you genuinely desire to understand, there's an element of vulnerability where you are willing to admit that you may be in the wrong. But wait a minute, you're the person who was offended. How dare I suggest a thing? Please note that most of the language I have used to this point has been about taking offense or feeling hurt. If you don't hear anything else in this conversation, please hear this. Even if someone intentionally seeks to hurt or to offend you, 
are still the arbiter of your own agency. You can choose to dismiss their efforts or to take it as fuel to your fire of victimization. Heroes of history have proven this time and time again. And now it's your turn with your spouse who loves you, but unfortunately can say or do things that sometimes come across as hurtful or offensive. Will you choose spite? Will you choose to be the victim? Or will you have the humility and the heroism to recognize that to understand is more important important than to be understood and far more important than being right will ever be when your heart genuinely desires to understand what is going on that may have caused a potential offense then you should always seek that conversation and that connection with your spouse and if you've seen some of my other content you know what connection leads to now what about our sometimes metric when does this come into play while deciding to discuss or let go of a possible offense first jury calls stephen covey's seven habits of highly effective people habit number five is perhaps the one mindset above all others that could heal homes and nations seek first to understand then to be understood. If you find yourself with a desire to be understood, or in other words, for the other person to understand how they offended you, then you were in the sometime zone because sometimes you want to be understood so your spouse will apologize for the offense. And sometimes you want to be understood because you now understand your spouse and having them understand you will deepen the development. Look, being understood is important. Being heard, being seen, being acknowledged, these are all important. But whether or not they are healthy depends on the intent behind the desire. Consider societies where one group seeks to be heard above, be seen as more, or be acknowledged first. This seeks to place one above or before another. And you cannot create healthy relationships when one side seeks to subvert the other. That leads to ongoing anger, ongoing division, and an eventual destruction of any hope at connection. This is why there is power in seeking first to understand. By doing so, you are creating an equal. You are inviting your spouse to stand with you that they may also be heard, seen, acknowledged, and valued. So, if you feel the desire to be understood, should you have the conversation or let it go? First, seek to understand our always. That turns being understood into the next natural step. That turns conflict or perpetuating offense into understanding and growth. Never, always, sometimes. This acts as a simple boundary you can use to determine whether you should address a taken offense or let it go. But what about letting it go? Like really letting it go, not just burying it until the next time it comes up even bigger. Emotions are best served when processed rather than buried. And you can do this in different ways. Try writing a letter, then burning the letter or shredding it as a symbol of you letting it go. Or take a walk outside and verbally release the thoughts and energy you no longer want. Consider how you might literally let something go and do that with the emotions and frustrations you recognize do not serve you or your marriage. Knowing when to have hard conversations and when to let things go is important to creating healthy relationships. For more tips on how to strengthen your marriage, check out this video to discover what you can do to beat the odds and build a relationship that will last. Till next time, keep moving forward.